0: Brand Ed Podcast, Episode 8, Save Me from All the Marketing Gurus, A Reprieve and Reminder. (music) Thanks for listening to the Brand Ed Podcast the show that helps you build a life-giving personal brand and business. I believe the chaos and confusion around branding, marketing, and business strategy leads to burnt-out leaders, underperforming businesses, and life-draining brands. The best way forward is to connect your branding, marketing, and business strategy together so you can become a better leader, build a stronger business, and bless the customers you serve. If you haven't already, I invite you to subscribe to this podcast wherever you get great podcasts. By the time we're done with today's episode, you're going to know the answer to these three questions, why short-term marketing solutions can sabotage your results, how to avoid huge arms and scrawny legs in your marketing and in your branding, and three, why there is a better way than running yourself ragged on the guru hamster wheel. We're taking a short break from our series where we're looking at the Radical Empathy brand framework, a seven-part framework, to just catch our breath, to take a brief reprieve, and I want to remind you of why we're doing this. If you're listening through this, it's tempting to think, I need answers now. But the first thing I want to remind us of is... Why do short-term marketing solutions not always work? And even if they do work, why do short-term solutions like just tweak this in your copy or just do this in your branding or just try this out, this new method in your marketing, short-term solutions can be fantastic. I'm not casting stones. I'm not saying they're wrong. I use them. I go after them. I learn them. I seek them out just like you. But let's remember that short-term solutions are just that. They are short-term. So we should not be surprised when we go looking for a quick fix or just give me the answer or give me the headline or the subject I should write or just tell me how to say this or how to market this. When we look to, look for short-term solutions only, short-term solutions, even when they work, all they deliver are short, short-term results. That's why they're called short-term solutions. So we need to remember that that's okay to look for that, but we've also have to have our eye on a bigger picture on the long road. Okay, like steroids. If you take steroids, steroids can provide a short-term gain, right? You can build muscle quickly, but we all know they can produce very long-term problems, health problems. And the same thing is true when it comes to How you understand your business strategy, your customer, your marketing, your branding, your copywriting and messaging, you can get a quick, short-term steroid shot in one of those by taking a course, reading the book, you know, uh, doing what one guru says or or whatever, and kind of injecting that in to your marketing or your copywriting or messaging. Again, there's nothing wrong with getting some short-term or fast or really practical help let's just remember if that's the only thing we chase after those short-term gains can produce long-term problems for your brand and for your business speaking of steroids number 2 how do you avoid having huge arms and scrawny legs when it comes to your brand and your marketing okay you've seen the person you've seen the the guy or the gal at the gym loves the arms because that usually comes easy to that person, right? So they're in there. They got the huge bulky arms where they can't even put their arms down to their side. And those little tiny scrawny legs, usually they're wearing pants, but maybe you catch them one time in, in shorts and you're like, whoa, that person is out of whack. Well, if you've done any sort of sports, if you've had an, you know, injury of some type playing a sport, you know that, Oftentimes what you hear when you go see either a doctor or a physical therapist, you find out that when one muscle or part of your body does more than it should, oftentimes someplace else starts hurting or gets injured, right? Because the body's meant to work together as a system. Well, the same thing is true. When it comes to your marketing, your branding, your core message, your customer, sales, all of those areas. Sure, you you may have a strength or two, and I may have a strength or two. We often do. We're probably not going to be equally excellent and amazing at all of it. But don't just go after, right, huge arms or big, huge legs, because that can hurt your long-term results when you put too much weight or too much emphasis or all of your eggs or attention or money or resources or time into just one of those areas. Avoid getting those huge arms and scrawny legs by just focusing on the one thing that interests you the most or you think will get you somewhere the fastest. That's great. Just remember, we want a longer term holistic approach. And then number three, Why is there a better way than just running yourself ragged on the guru hamster wheel? Have you ever felt like you need a guru to help you navigate all of the other gurus? I know sometimes I've felt that way. You've got marketing gurus, you've got branding gurus, you've got copywriting gurus, you've got entrepreneur gurus, you've got personal brand gurus, social media gurus, all of these niches, all of these areas of specialization, and part of the problem is their advice is often fantastic. Not all of the time, but a lot of the time, their advice is actually great. It's actually helpful, but it doesn't take long before that starts to feel overwhelming, before you start to feel like, I kind of need one more guru, and it's a guru that can help me navigate, organize Know who to listen to amongst all of the other gurus. One guru, chief among all other gurus. Now, we've been looking at what I call the Radical Empathy Brand Framework. It's a simple seven-part framework, and I wanted to take a quick pause in this series to stop and address a few ideas because what I see and what my own experience has been as someone who's running a personal brand, as someone who helps others with their marketing and with their branding and with their copywriting and their business strategy, I know how much of a struggle it can be when the market is just flooded with more advice, more experts, more gurus, more frameworks, more strategies. I know what that feels like, both helping my clients when they come to me and say, hey, I've heard this, I want to try this, or I want to implement this, or have you heard of that? And then again, in my own business, when I'm running across those things, because I do this day in and day out. And so I come across that stuff all of the time, the new book or the new podcast or the new course or offer by some expert that I already know and respect, you know, and then you're like, oh, man, do I need to add that into the mix? How do I prioritize that? Now, there's another thing that's probably going on. If you've been tracking with this podcast at all and the Radical Empathy Brand Framework, first, remember, we said it is a little bit of a challenge because the framework makes the most sense when you can literally draw it out and sketch it out. It's meant to be very simple, and at the same time, hopefully it's very flexible, and that's what we're going to talk a little bit about today as we just take a brief pause in in moving through each of the seven kind of parts of the framework. I wanted to take a brief pause and just address a few things that you very well might be feeling. What I see is a lot of us are drawn to, myself included, we're drawn to the what you might call the, hey, just show me how to do it approach. Just tell me what to do. Just tell me what to say or just tell me how to say it or give me the framework or the formula where I plug in my little pieces and then I get the magical answer and then I'm off and running. Those can be copywriting frameworks. Those can be, you know, marketing frameworks or approaches that can come in the form of a book, a course, a blog post, podcast. And we're very drawn to that. The reason we're very drawn to that is by nature, we're impatient. We want results. We want to reach certain goals in our business, and those aren't bad things. I feel them, you feel them. Those are normal, healthy things to say, I want this to grow, I want this to blossom. That's why you started your personal brand or your business. So those are normal feelings. The the problem is it can be easy in a culture of instant and a culture of give it to me now and a culture of give me the answer now which is what we do when we turn to someplace like Google. I need the answer now. And we get angry if a Google search takes us beyond page one of the search results in pursuit of an answer. We're like, well, this is crazy. I must not have typed the right thing in because I should get an answer immediately. And no wonder we bring that to marketing, to branding, to copywriting, to, brand, to business strategy, right? Just tell me, what order to put these things in? Just tell me how to do this. Just give me the formula or the recipe that will produce immediate results. So let's all just take a deep breath and admit that's where most of us are. That's where a lot of uh, talk from the gurus comes from. Hey, the seven part, the five part, the 10 word, the one framework you need, the the whatever, they understand that that's the way you and I make, oftentimes make buying decisions and and purchase decisions. Yes, I want results now. I don't want to learn all of the philosophy, all the stuff behind it. And I'm not suggesting that you necessarily need to. But what I am saying is the the problem is if we're taught just a small handful of recipes to Hey, you don't need to understand how, you know, yeast works or eggs or moisture or, you know, fat or salt. You don't need to, to know how any of those things work. Trust me. Just these five ingredients in this order, stir it up, stick it in the oven at this temperature for this amount of time, pop it out. You and everyone will be happy. That that is great. And there are times where that is helpful and that works. And again, I'm not casting any stones at that approach. What I am saying is if, if that's the only intake that we have, if that's our only thought, yes, just grab the right set of recipes. Don't ever learn anything beyond that about how to actually cook, how to combine recipes, how to alter the spices, how to put an entire meal together from you know appetizer, beverages, main course. Dinner, plus, combine that with the hospitality that goes around that meal, so it's not just a great tasting meal served in an unpleasant, you know, uh, background of hospitality on a paper plate and, you know, a uh, dirty, noisy room off the back of your kitchen, which happens to be right around the corner from your outside trash cans that smell. We don't want just a handful of recipes. at some point, what I am suggesting. Is if you want to get above the, what can become just noise of all the gurus, of all the advice, of all the tips, all the frameworks, all the strategies, all the little recipes, all the, hey, just plug this in and output equals, you know, great business, major revenue, huge sales, increasing popularity, uh, you know, speaking engagements, more books, whatever it is that we're after, If we don't go beyond just give me the the recipes, we are going to be, and I'm including myself in this, we are going to be on the hamster wheel of the gurus for the rest of our lives, for the rest of our business lives, for the rest of our personal brands. In some ways, if all we have are the recipes, we're constantly enslaved to the next time another expert comes out with another recipe, another approach, a revised approach the one plan framework to rule them all we're we're forced to stay on that hamster wheel and try to keep up so this what i am suggesting is counterintuitive it is certainly counter cultural uh, counter cultural it is against the grain it's a little bit swimming upstream and i will freely admit this the radical empathy brand framework does have some pieces of that, hey, you know, if you can identify their problem or possibility of your customer and attach that to a particular emotion that they're feeling, right, that's more of a uh, a formula that you can quickly use literally like right now. You could stop and go, let me think about my customer, let me think about his or her problem that they can't solve, or let me think about his or her possibility in the future that they cannot go secure, and you can kind of input-output that. Okay, so the framework does have elements of that, but on purpose, the framework is not like some of the other frameworks that are uh, input this, fill in these blanks, and then you're off and running on the other end. You know, watch this one-hour thing, and one hour from now, you have everything you need to go do X, Y, Z, or go accomplish this, or sell this, or grow this. It's not necessarily that way on purpose. Okay, so if you felt that at all as we've been walking through this in these first few episodes, believe me, I understand that. I am very aware of that because like I said, like you, I am tempted to just give me an answer or give me a formula where I don't need understanding. I just need to know the right formula. And then I'll input my little pieces and I'm off and running and back doing other things. So the Radical Empathy Brand Framework is on purpose a little bit of a longer play. It's, it's more at the 30,000 foot level. It's more of something that we might kind of sit and soak on and sit with and mull around in our mind that honestly can help make sense uh, I'm not promising it is the guru of all gurus. I'm just saying it can help you make sense and get above the noise of just the gurus when you know how the pieces fit together, which is not an instantaneous, you know, light switch moment. That's not what I'm suggesting. But as you sit with this and start to understand where your customer is, where. Where you are in relationship to your customer, how that works with marketing and what marketing is supposed to do, how that works with a core message and you know maybe in there some copywriting and how that works together with your brand. And then the other two parts of the framework that we will jump into uh, very soon in the, in the next few episodes as you sit with that and soak with that and begin to understand how the pieces come together that's what then begins to empower you to say which gurus do i need to listen to what formulas do i need right it helps you evaluate things think of it this way there is a map a view of the world and i will put this in the show notes okay so take a take a little mind imagination adventure with me there is a map i believe it's called the fuller projection map it's by one particular uh, guy that that thought about the you know the map of the world that we're all used to seeing so we're used to seeing that in two forms there's the one that's wrapped around the globe a typical globe and if you're you know in the united states western audience we tend to put north america kind of Dead center, you know, it's right in the right in the middle of that, and kind of orient the whole globe really around us in some ways. But you you've seen the globe. That's one concept you have of the map. The other one is the one you know you might remember from school. It's the ones where we back in the day we used to actually buy maps. You'd have the big world map up in you know world lit class or world history class, right? And it's the rectangular uh, map. So. There are choices that a map maker has to make given which one of those routes they're going to go. If they're going to go around the globe, it's how do we take what we know about, you know, continents and in the, in the oceans and depict that on a perfectly spherical map. And then you have another set of choices and decisions you make when, if you were to take one of those globes and peel off. Like the paper map, and pull that out. You can imagine if you took a basketball, and you can imagine if you took a basketball, and and you somehow are able to carefully remove the leather around a normal like spalding NBA basketball. If you remove that all as one piece, right? You're able to uh, kind of make one incision. Somehow, magically pull that off you intuitively know that would not turn into a rectangle or a square, right? Because that's coming off of a sphere. So you have choices to make. If I said, take that, your assignment is to take the basketball. Here's the magical little tool that will help you remove the rubber seams and the leather as, you know, one piece with one, one incision and unfold it, pull it off of that rubber basketball and unfold it, take the cover off and turn that into a square, you know you would have some choices to make. How am I going to get this once I peel it off? It's not gonna make a square. So you're gonna have to make some other decisions, lay some things over, okay? Well, the same thing happens when you pull a map off of a globe. You've got decisions to make when you say, how am I gonna show that in in a flat form? So the fuller projection map is this magical way of taking the map off the globe and organizing it around like a hexagon type shape. And what it shows is completely different than what you and I probably have grown up with when we've either seen a globe or a map. What it actually shows is all of the land masses, obviously they're in different places than we're used to seeing them. And it shows a view of the world once it's kind of pulled out that way, where the majority of land apart from like Australia, Australia, as an island and Antarctica, it's actually all loosely connected, as one long, loosely strung-out piece of land. All of it is actually connected and joined together in different ways. It, it's completely weird the first time you look at it. Like completely strange. Who knew? Never had any idea that that you could unfold a map and display it that way. And that is one way to look at planet Earth is that we're not actually all separated by a bunch of blue oceans like you think of on a map. We're actually connected. So you can imagine if you grew up with that as a paradigm, instead of just the rectangular map on the wall or just the globe, how it would change probably even our you know, view of the world, how we treat one another, what we think of other cultures, other countries, nationalism. all It would have you know, major impacts. What I'm saying is the Radical Empathy Brand framework is meant to kind of be at that level, to help you stop, to help you take a breath and think, how do all of these pieces fit together? Okay, so I just wanted to stop and say, if you're like, dude, just give me the quick fix. I understand you want that. We will get into some, you know, practical, super, how to go do this. But I want... I think one of the reasons that myself and the clients I work with why we feel so overwhelmed and that's the most predominant emotion I hear is this is all overwhelming trying to run this thing and like market it and you know most of it haven't really dove into the full breadth of branding and if you introduce that and you know it's a whole nother oh my gosh the how how am I supposed to I was over, already overwhelmed by it, like marketing and social media. And then I never really even thought about copywriting. And, you know, I've been introduced to that recently. And now all of a sudden, there's this whole thing of branding that goes way beyond my logo or some colors or website design. That gets overwhelming. So how do you get off that hamster wheel? You need a master plan. You need some way of knowing how the pieces fit together. Not that you have to be an expert in every single piece, but somebody has to know how all of this works and works together so that you can make decisions know what to say yes to know what to say no to know how to proceed that's not an overnight fix that's not what this framework is intended to do as you wake up tomorrow and everything makes sense and you know everything there is to know about all of this what this is meant to do is give you in some ways to give you a map that you can start to overlay things on that will help you make decisions. Some of those decisions will be ve- will be very practical. Like what am I going to say on this social media post or in this marketing campaign? Some of these will be you know at a different level where you're going to think, do I need that expert's advice? Do I need to go get that additional training? Do I need to pay this company or s- a subcontract this out or hire this out? If I do, how do I know that it's matching up with these other pieces, the radical empathy brand framework in part helps you begin to understand that, okay, so be okay with the maybe the discomfort of this is a longer term play this is this is you becoming more and more fluent in a framework that helps you know how the pieces fit together, okay, so I hope that helps maybe relieve a little bit of the tension like, dude, when are you just going to get the point where you give the answer? We'll we'll get to some of that, but we don't just need answers. And we know that intuitively in other areas of our life. I just want to remind us of that when it comes to business, there are some things we need to go do and some things we need to learn that may not produce an immediate tomorrow morning. I'm going to make, you know, three times more money because of the little trick I learned or the hack I learned or the system I learned. We need to take a longer term approach. We need something that's going to say, hey, this is going to help slowly pull me off the hamster wheel. This is going to empower me more. The more I sit with this, the more I think through this grid, the more I know how these pieces work together, the more empowered I will be to make wise decisions, to make faster decisions, to make better decisions and to get to where I want to go without it killing me or without it like. Killing or manipulating or harming my customer. Okay. We're in pursuit of a life giving brand. We're in pursuit of a life giving brand, not life draining from you and like not life stealing from your customer. Okay. So I hope that helps. I just wanted to take a brief pause. We're not used to doing that either in our culture. Brief pause, take a deep breath and go, okay, I'm going for the long term play, not the short term gain only nothing wrong with that, but we want to balance that. And uh, that's what the Radical Empathy Brand Framework can do for us, I believe, because I've seen it work that way in my life, and I've seen the light bulb go off in my clients' lives, right, where they take that exhale, like, oh, okay, so I don't have to do everything. No, it's knowing how the pieces fit together. I hope that helps you and I can't wait to dive into the next part of the framework. The next part of the framework we're going to jump into is the, the branding pillar. Okay, so we've talked to customer part one, you part in your brand and business part two, your marketing part three, your core message part four, and we will take a dive into your brand part five on the next episode. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of the Brand Ed Podcast. Don't forget to check the show notes. I've got a free resource in there for you. It's my top 20 website resources for 2020. These are the tools I use, right? This is one of those shortcuts, like go get it, get past all of the billions of options out there. Here's the ones I use. I've handpicked them for you. You Don't have to be a professional designer, web developer. These are for normal people like you to help you build a beautiful, strong, money-building website for your brand or for your business. So go check that resource out. It's on my website, robbyf.com. There's also a link in the show notes to my resources page. Again, you can find all sorts of resources there. I'm also going to put a link to the map I mentioned, the fuller map. I'll put a link to the Wikipedia entry about that map. It's really interesting. I'll also put a link just for you to click on. It's like an animated GIF of the map unfolding from the globe into that Fuller projection map. So check that out. That map, uh, the guy who invented that, his name is Buckminster Fuller. How about that for a great name? Uh, super brilliant dude. I don't know that much about him, but he was the world second world president of Mensa from 74, 1974 to 1983. So super big brain. Uh, but go check that map out. It's just interesting to to see, and hopefully that kind of metaphor, that analogy will will make some sense to you. Again, thanks so much for joining me. Remember on the next episode, we're gonna dive right back into the details, the next part of the radical empathy brand framework, and we are going to talk about your brand. I promise you it's gonna be good. I'm so excited about what we're gonna talk through together. Hopefully, we'll remove some of the mystery around what is your brand and even can it actually make you money or is it just a waste of time for the artsy-fartsy type folks or the big, huge company? Okay, so join me on that next episode. In the meantime, go and build a life-giving brand.